Hey, caffeinators. Welcome to the Vet Tech Cafe. The Vet Tech Cafe is a podcast centered around veterinary technicians and nurses, hosted by myself, Dave Cowan, and my good friend, Jeff Backus. We strive to discuss current issues facing our profession and give our colleagues a voice and a medium to enter into these discussions. Our guests are experts in the veterinary field that we hope can help our listeners work towards dealing with these issues, as well as coming up with solutions that can lead to change. If you have a question, comment, or would like to be a guest on the Vet Tech Cafe, please contact us at vettechcafe at gmail.com, or you can find us at our website, vettechcafe.com. One thing we would ask of you, our listeners, is to rate and review us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. We're not exactly sure how or why this helps us, but apparently it does. So without further ado, come on in, grab yourself a cup of coffee, and get ready for another episode of the Vet Tech Cafe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Vet Tech Cafe. Dave, maybe next year we'll be able to afford a Super Bowl commercial, but um, once again this year, <laughs> nobody saw us on the Super Bowl, but that's all right. Well, the price, keep, the price keeps going up. The price going keeps up, going so. up, so, but hopefully, uh, you know, maybe one day, but um, we'd like to thank all of we our- just, We just need about, we need about like, I don't a, know- A whole heck of a lot 10, more Patreons. 10 or 12, mil, 10 or 12 million <laughs> Patreons, we'd be able to afford it. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. Uh, we'd like to thank all of our caffeinators for your continued support and and buying our merchandise and continuing to, to be our Patreons and just downloading the episodes and subscribing, subscribe, subscribing to all of our channels. We really, really appreciate it. If this is your first time to the Vet Tech Cafe, um, definitely head over to vettechcafe.com for all of the info about Dave and I and the links to all of our uh, episodes and kind of our social channels. Definitely, you know, leave us a comment, like, and subscribe. Um, let us know how we're doing. Or as we always say, if there's a guest or a topic you want to hear. We've gotten some really, really great suggestions recently, and I think we've got a couple of really cool episodes coming and coming down the, the pike just because people have, have written in or, or suggested other people. So please don't ever hesitate to do that because we certainly don't think of everything, and um, there's a lot of parts of the field that we want to talk about that um, that we're not even aware of. So so please don't hesitate to reach out. Dave, how's it going out there? What's on your mind? Things are good out here. Working some shifts and helping out some hospitals. And I know the caffeinators can't see this, but I am in a, in a stripped down basement because uh, we're having some remodeling done in the basement. So hopefully soon I will have a have my quote unquote recording studio back when it's not occupied by somebody being in an Airbnb. If that's if that's what we're going with this. Um, <laughs> But it, it's, I'm, I'm kind of in a, a dusty, gross basement right now, but not quite the the setup I'm used to having. But here we are, yeah, having our, another episode. Our, our North Carolina uh, location of the Vet Tech Cafe is under, yeah. constru- under construction, but hopefully we'll, yes. be, yeah. <laughs> hopefully we'll be yeah. finished soon. Yeah, yeah th- no, things are good here. How, how are, how's things going out in California? Uh, it's good. Um, it's a little chilly and drizzly today, which is kind of nice because it was like 85 degrees last week, which was way too early in the year for that for me. So <laughs> I'm I'm clinging to cold weather. I've got a cup of, of white Christmas coffee, which I know you're going to be just absolutely shattered that I'm drinking that. Pepper- peppermint again? No, no, it's not peppermint. It's just like kind of like oh, okay. white chocolate flavor it's I'm really okay good. with that yeah I'm um, okay with that but uh yeah it's it's good my daughter is now nine months old which is bananas oh, and she's not like walking on her own but she's starting to walk like if she has something to brace herself onto it's it's just 
absolutely bananas. So uh, life mm. is life is moving fast. That is for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, we have another awesome episode coming today. We actually have. I'm so stoked about this. We actually have the 2022 NAFTA Veterinary Technician of the Year joining us today, uh, yeah. all the way from from Puerto Rico. I'm so 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 excited. Um, we have Rochelle Cortez Martinez coming by today. She's a highly experienced and accomplished veterinary technologist, born and raised in Puerto Rico. Since 2018, she has served as the program director of the Veterinary Technology Program at Universidad Ana Mendez in Ponce. I'm going to probably say that wrong, but um, <laughs> she holds a bachelor's degree You're in veterinary great. technology. Thank you. Uh, from uh, the Medical <laughs> Sciences campus of the University of Puerto Rico and an MBA from Metropolitan University of Puerto Rico. She has over 15 years experience in vet med, um, including both academia and international work in non-vet sectors. She works closely with her vet tech colleagues in Puerto Rico to continue working as a group towards the betterment of the profession in the Caribbean, which is largely what we are going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, so first off, Rochelle, thank you so much for taking some time out to, to join us all the way from Puerto Rico. First off, uh, what can we get you for a cup of coffee? Hi, Jeff and Dave. I'm so glad to, to be here. Thank you so much. I think I will have an iced coffee because Puerto Rico is kind of hot over here. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get an iced coffee, maybe with some caramel syrup. Done. There Done. we go. Coming <laughs> right up. Perfect. Well, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you, Jeff. You know, my, my hatred for flavored coffees, mm-hmm. Robin introduced me to the pistachio cream thing at something, at, yeah. At Starbucks and I, I'm upset that I like it. <laughs> um, I ha- I haven't really ordered it, but I've I've tasted it and I was like, This isn't happening. Yeah, bad. yeah, you you've you've wanted to get your own, but for now you're just drinking from Robin's cup. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Well, it's one of these days we'll get you converted. Rochelle, if you don't mind, take us through your career path. Kind of what got you into vet med, some stops along the way, kind of what you're working on now, and then we'll jump off from there. All right. Well, um this started as I since I was a small girl. You know, that typical, I want to be a vet when I grow up. When I was in high school, I remember some of my classmates found a small cat. He was not doing good. For some reason, everybody thought that it was me, the person that had to, you know, intervene and work with the cat. Apparently, I I was famous for that. (laughs) So I took the cat. His name was Oreo. It's been a long time since high school. Um, And I remember I went to Dr. Luis Benitez's office, and he saw me so invested with the situation that he told me, I think you should consider this uh, profession. And coming from a vet, I was like, this is it. <laughs> so I started um, at the University of Puerto Rico, uh, the Calle campus. I went, I started in biology. I worked with in one of the veterinary clinics in Caguas, and I started getting some experience as, as on-the-job training and in my biology courses. But then I felt like studying biology was not what I was looking for. I wanted to touch an animal a lot. I needed, I wanted yeah. to study, you know, I wanted to study something. I want something that connected me faster to the profession. And I discovered uh, the only program at that moment that ha, uh, that was accredited by the CVTA in Puerto Rico, which was the University of Puerto Rico Medical Sciences Campus. It was hard to get in. They only admit 15 students a year. So they admit the best 15 candidates mm-hmm. in the list. So I made it. Wow, nice. <laughs> I made it in 2010. <laughs> I made it. And that was a very rewarding experience. It was a lot of work. You can imagine having so many professors with only 50 students. They got a lot of time in their hands, but they do educate us um, excellently. And when I graduated, 
my first job was not in the veterinary clinic. Um, my first job was in Nestle Purina. They had or have, I'm not sure, a corporate here in Puerto Rico. And that's where I fell in love with marketing. Definitely mm -hmm. the veterinary technician side of it, it was very important because this is Purina. They sell dog food. So that's mm -hmm. very, that was, uh, I stand it out in, in that position where I was working. Um, I made my master's degree because I fell in love with this corporate world. And I think it was a nice combination. You know, um, veterinary clinics need administration. So why not? You know, yeah. And when I finished my master's, I always I'm, I strongly believe that after you finish studying something, you need experience. You need you need to add experience to your to your academic um, profile. So I uh, started applying to areas that were not veterinary medicine, looking for other opportunities. And I found a job It was remote from Puerto Rico, reporting to Torrance, California. It's an international company. Um, I was two years with them. It was like an audit position and I, I didn't do anything with animals. So I had to be in charge in the Puerto Rico region, U.S. and Jamaica. So it was, oh. it was very international. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I didn't travel as much before. So it was, I was alone traveling. So it was a very difficult but amazing experience that most techs maybe don't have ever. So when I finally ended that experience, I immediately um, started looking for jobs in the academia because I was really attracted to it. I, I was always a professor since I started, since I graduated. So Universidad Ana Jiménez hired me in 2017. And with that experience and the veterinary technician um, experience as well, uh, one year later, um, I ended up being named the program director for the veterinary technology program in Pulse. And I've been there five years. So at first, maybe you saw me like jumping in everywhere. And now I've been <laughs> five years there because I yeah. definitely found my passion. I don't see myself anywhere that's not there. It's been an amazing journey. On March 1st of this year, I'm going to be, it's my work bursary. It's going to be five years already. So we have a trip planned with my students and my faculty. We're going to St. Thomas to the Coral World um, Aquarium. We're going to work with marine mammals. Um, oh, wow. So yes, so nice. we're going to celebrate greatly. So I have a lot of plans with my in my program. So and, and this is what basically summarizes my education and previous experiences. Yeah, that's awesome. great. Awesome. Uh, when you were doing the remote work, you, you mentioned Torrance, California. That's only like forty five minutes from me. Fairly close. You you didn't travel out this way for the, I know it was a remote position, but you didn't ever come no, out. Yes, I had to report. You, to you did have to. Okay. I have to stay close to the Amado. Um, it's Amado. It, there's a big um, mall close to oh, the Marriott. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot yeah. the I name. I, it's uh, a huge yeah. mall. Yes, and so I was over. Uh, that was like my second home because I had to travel a lot. It's like six hours or more. It was a horrible airplane ride. <laughs> yeah. Even ja even Jamaica was a big issue because I had to travel from Puerto Rico, jump over Jamaica, and travel and arrive at Miami, and, and from Miami get to Jamaica, and then I was like, Puerto Rico's right there. Why can't I just I have yeah. to go back. <laughs> so a lot of airplanes in my yeah, life for uh, two years. Uh, one of my wife's, my wife is a veterinarian and one of her classmates, um, her husband is in the Coast Guard and he's stationed in Puerto Rico right now. And so she's working as a veterinarian down there. And uh, my wife really wants to go visit her, but with our nine month old daughter, she's like, that's, that's a long day of traveling. I don't know yeah. if, <laughs> I don't know if I'm up for that, but, uh, but I imagine sometime in the next year or so she'll. She'll go down there and, and visit. So yes, uh, like I, I love the varied path that you've had since you graduated. That's that's awesome. There's a lot in there. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah. And and thinking about you know we're going to ask you questions about 
how it is to be a, a technician in Puerto Rico, but the vet tech profession as a whole, I'm, I'm sure you've seen stuff that's going on here in the States, but how do you see the profession right now? Like, what do we need to change? Somebody that is, you know, teaching, you have intimate knowledge of, of how we can actually make those changes in, into into our newer newer technicians. So give me your overview of what you see the tech profession right now. So Puerto Rico, um, the first thing I can say about my profession is, uh, of course, we have amazing professionals in Puerto Rico. I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> we have a lot of work to do. As I told you, uh, by 2010, when I applied for that school, that was the only thing we had. They have 15 a year admitted. So they graduated around eight because no, no, not all survived mm-hmm. <laughs> the mm-hmm. program. So we didn't have many, uh, a, a large, a large community of technicians. So in order to make change, you know, we were not that many. It was really hard. Uh, currently, Puerto Rico is 135 miles. It's a small island and we have six accredited uh, CBT accredited um, veterinary technology programs. Wow. Wow. Six. Wow. That's okay. amazing. Yes. So um, my university has half of them. We have three accredited veterinary technician programs, and we're hoping to get veterinary medicine um, school oh, as well. Great. Oh, wow. Fantastic. So it's that's amazing. amazing. So that said, uh, the community I had a few years ago, it's not the same as what I have now. Yeah. I have a larger community. Mm-hmm. So I think that itself is making a statement. I'm glad that universities have invested so much in our profession, you know, yeah. to the point to have three accredited pro- programs, one in the north, one in the south, and one kind of in the center. So we see the program directors in the same university. We see each other all the time. And we collaborate all the time. So I think that now that we have a, a, an adequate representation of the profession, it is time now to organize. We are the only state that state that does not mm-hmm. have a, a veterinary technician association. We don't have one. So that is the first step. Yeah. We need to organize. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And as soon as we do, we can start talking about what we want, what we don't want. I don't. I, I, we can fight all, all the, the whole way through. It doesn't matter. We just need to organize. We need to organize. Um, and If and you I, want us to put you in contact with some people that have done that in the past. Yeah, uh, or even very recently. Sam. Yeah. Yeah, Sam. Yeah. Sam in Hawaii has done that. So and Stephanie we'll put in you in touch with her. Yes, Montana's done it recently with the Big Sky yeah. Vet Tech Association. There's been a few here stateside that have done it in the last mm-hmm. couple of years, even. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, I've been contacting NAFTA um, more frequently for the last year. I think one of the perks that I have is that I speak fluent English. I mm-hmm. mean, Puerto Ricans sure. speak English, and that's you know mm-hmm. my most of my colleagues speak English, but it's not the same that you understand and you can speak rather than have a conversation that's sure. it's tougher. So I'm able to um, connect with NAFTA and I've been able to kind of connect with District 4, which is the, my, mm-hmm. where my state is represented. Um, Trisha has been amazing, uh, sending me information and supporting me. So I have that, but but it's not the same as if you get a, an, an organization that is already set up versus to give birth to it. It's a whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. if you have yeah. definitely people that have given birth to an organization, that's definitely some um, experience I would like to get yeah, into yeah, you know, and, yeah. and learn yeah, about. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in terms of where do I see my profession, it's in yeah. the point where it needs to start moving and changing. Okay. Um, awesome. And I think it, it is time. So I hope to get some news in the future and say, you know, we did it. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Great. And do you have like a, you know, a network of like-minded colleagues like you that want to help form some of that? Or you kind of, would you, do you want to be a part of that? Or do you want to see it happen and, and have other people do it? Or is it something you're, you're like actively recruiting for and, and looking toward working toward? Absolutely. There are some movements currently, very recent, very, very recently, we've been having some meetings. Um, the, the, the circle is small. We're looking sure. to make it yeah. so, so we can, we, it can be well represented. Awesome. So as I said, I really, really wish I can see you maybe next year and tell you, hey, we did it. You know? <laughs> so I think it's in process. I think that the award, and we're going to be talking about that maybe later, the award sent a message to Puerto Rico. Mm -hmm. they, you know, we are here, we yeah. can do it. We are part of this and we have to make some noise. And I think that the message went through. And so, you know, we, maybe kind of to piggyback on what Dave was asking about where you see the veterinary technician profession. And, and you can you can think about this as the vet tech profession at large, or you can kind of think of it as, as what you see on Puerto Rico. But if you had to pick one big obstacle in our profession, whether again be globally or, or more locally for you, what would you say that that is? And, and do you have any things in mind that, that would help fix that or, or be kind of a remedy for that? I can definitely mention locally what my thoughts are. We have issues with legislation, you know, um, regulation. We need, we have issues with the licensing process mm -hmm. because the licensing process in Puerto Rico does not request the VTNE. Okay. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So we, we can't, we are eligible to take the VTNE, but it will not become a license. You know, afterwards we just took it. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. It. You need to take the local test. So in order to take the local test, you need to have graduated from a CVTA accredited program. Well, we have six. But then that CVTA accredited program will need to meet with CVTA five years afterwards and show them their VTNE results. And guess what? We don't have. You don't have them. <laughs> oh. No. Oh, wow. So if we end up um, losing our programs, we won't be graduating eligible eligible um, graduates to then license in Puerto Rico. So it's like right. a circle. It's a, circle. Yeah, yeah, that's a... And oof. I think that that is the biggest local issue that we need to address. Yeah. Urgently. That, yeah, absolutely. It definitely mm -hmm. sounds like it. Yeah. And I would imagine that's something NAFTA wants to work on too because they don't want to, right. I guess, pull accreditation. And, and, you know, after all of the work that you guys have done through to become accredited, you're doing what you need to do. It's just the the laws are such that that what they are, what they are. Like I feel like that's kind of where NAFTA's legislative arm needs to be focusing and help with that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Wow, that's that. I mean, that's that's a lot. And <laughs> I, I think have, having a, a tech association will, will definitely help you with that. Yes, um, yeah. To try and organize and, and get those things taken care of. So, is there just a there's just a, a like an exam that you take to become Registered, is it licensed? Licensed, we're licensed. Licensed? Mm -hmm. you're, you're so is there an exam that you guys take? It's a local exam. It's in Spanish. Okay. okay. And that's the other issue we might have in Puerto Rico eventually when we finally get the VTNE. I hope to celebrate that one day. We need that test in Spanish. Mm. Our mother tongue, mother tongue is Spanish. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we our courses are held in Spanish. Okay. I, I would think that's not too hard to do, right? To yeah, just I, have somebody translate that? Yes. Uh, but in order to do so, we need to um, evidence that um, this is a required test. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, We're okay, not yeah. going to invest in okay. translation so, when it's so optional. That's, 
that's the first right. domino that has to fall is the legislation. Yeah. Gotcha. And then a lot of that other can fall into place. Gotcha. Gotcha. What we want to talk to you about today is, is you were recently named the NAFTA Veterinary Technician of the Year for 2022. So first off, what does that mean to you? And secondly, like who nominated you? How did, how did that, this come to be? Um, so when I started getting involved with NAFTA, um, I have close friends that are uh, veterinary technicians as well. Um, so I just shared that experience with NAFTA. Look, they have this. They even have like packages for vacation. I was like, what is this? <laughs> and we're going like what though this has been here like all of our lives you know let's let's google let's let's look at what we have um and we when we um saw the um different awards i was aiming for the student chapter because i'm more like mm. for the students yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but my colleague her name is leneka she's a licensed veterinary technologist as well she saw the opportunity and she did it and awesome. then i awesome. i got awesome. the letter and I was like, what did you do? You've kind of already touched on this, the the language difference, you know, just the courses are in Spanish, all of that. But you you clearly follow, you know, your, your CVTA accredited. So you clearly follow the those guidelines. And, and I think you had said you guys are LV, you, you're LVTG, right? You're, you're licensed veterinary technicians. Techn- yes, we, we, techno- we, we, we differentiate, yeah. Okay. In Puerto Rico, yeah. th- those that have associate's degree, they're called technicians or licensed okay. technicians. And okay. we, those that have the bachelor's are called, are called okay. technologists. Okay. And so is there a lot of what in the States we refer to as veterinary assistants, those that are like on the job trained? Is that is that a pretty common path there as well or, or, or not not very common? So we have um, institutions that offer one-year course so you can um, be, become an assistant. Okay. It is absolutely not accredited by CVTA. Sure, It does sure. not you know, go there. And we do have on-the-job um, trainees. Because I work in the academia, maybe I'm not as invested in veterinary sure. clinics, but I do remember sure. when I did, that was a thing, and I, don't, and I know they do exist as well. Uh, what's the incidence? How, how much does it happen? Maybe I'm not the person... Um, to answer sure, that, sure. I'm not. I'm not as invested in, yeah. in the clinics, but but it is a thing. It's. I think it's common. How common? I, I don't know if I can answer that. Something I wanted to ask earlier. You said you're about 135 miles wide the island. How how many clinics are on the island, or do you even have those numbers? I should have made the math. You can. <laughs> I there is a. Um, <laughs> there, that's a good question. The Puerto Rico Veterinary Medical Association has that in the website. Okay. I just okay. need to like kind of copy, paste, put some numbers in it and give me the number. Um, But we have 70-something cities, so maybe one for each. Okay. Okay. Metropolitan area will definitely have more than one. Sure. That's a lot more than I thought. Yes, yes. Imagine, we have six accredited programs in that little thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and so, you know, you said that when you went through school, it was the one and there was 15 students a year. So now, you know, any idea, either the the three campuses that your program has or, or across all six, how many technician graduates you're, you're graduating like annually, you know, how much, how many are new coming out into the profession? It definitely varies. Sure. Um, it, it, it is, mine will graduate around 30 to 40 a year. Okay. Okay, so that's a little awesome. bit bigger. Yeah, wow, that's and a lot. Multiply yeah. that by the rest. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's that's a large. I mean, year after year, that's a even yeah. if that's average, that's a large. 
It's a large and number of people. And we have both programs, associates and um, bachelors. And bachelors. Okay. And do a lot of people seemingly just do associates or do a lot of people go all the way through bachelors or is it kind of a mixed bag? It all depends on yeah. the type of orientation you get. I, I mm-hmm. We try to make initial orientations so they know what are they, why are they, where are they investing their time and their finances. Veterinary technicians can and can work with patients as, the same as a veterinary technologist. But as a veterinary technologist, I can offer courses. Um, I can do other things. Uh, I can go to investigation. I can specialize. There's some other things I can do. So it all depends on uh, the profile of students well, I get. Yeah. Gotcha. So, you know, thinking about, you, you know, you mentioned the, the legislative challenges and testing and, and all of that. I'm wondering what other unique challenges there might be for the veterinary technician profession in, in Puerto Rico that maybe we wouldn't think about here in the States. Yeah, I knew that that question was going to come. Right? <laughs> and, uh, I knew it. I knew it. And I, I even called my, my program director from my, my school to <laughs> ask her, what should I answer? <laughs> because I knew um, we were going to be curious and we agreed that it, the, it's the licensing, licensing okay. process and the, um, the VTNE, the language barrier. Because I was going to say maybe hurricanes, I mean, we're not the only island that gets hurricanes. We have some you know, issues because we're an island, but I mean, again, Florida has hurricanes. Um, we get the last thing we got were um, earthquakes. We're not the only country in the world that has sure. earthquakes, so I don't think it's unique. Um, maybe when we we get hurricanes, we get hit really hard. The fact that we're an sure. island makes it worse. Sure. Sure. But it's not it's not unique. So got I it. think that mm. unique the licensing process, uh, the issue we have, and eventually the uh, language barrier. I think one other thing I would be really curious about is like Dave. I think has a little bit more varied history in some of the things that he's species that he's worked on. I mean, I, I think veterinary medicine, predominantly dog and cat, but is it that way in Puerto Rico? Are there any unique species on the island? Um, is there a lot of people that maybe go into marine veterinary technology because it's on an island? I'm curious about some of those other aspects. Like, is it predominantly dog and cat or are there a lot of other species that are commonly seen in hospitals or what have you? So veterinary technicians definitely um, focus on veterinary clinics and hospitals. And I think, again, it's the way the academia has maybe trained them. I, I myself, I'm trying to change that mindset because we can do many yeah. other things. Um, but definitely, we predominantly have uh, dogs and cats, um, domestic animals. We do have farm animals, but normally we get the agro um, specialists. I don't know how okay. to say that in English. They're more prone to work with those type of animals. Okay. Sure. Um, but we, we technicians can do that do that as well. We have some technicians working in investigation as well with um, okay. animal. The marine part normally you see also a marine biologist. Yeah. Working. We, we do need a vet. They, they'll come, but it's it's less you know seen. So maybe yeah, we, we, that's very similar. Um, we have only two, three AHA accredited um, clinics. Oh, okay. So okay. yeah, only three that I know of. I didn't check recently. <laughs> Um, we do have some feline practitioners our veterinary uh, medical class are affiliated with avma so all that's just the same as the u.s gotcha Hmm. yeah i I would have thought that there would be more marine stuff since you're you know you're surrounded by water (laughs) i think that that has been like that's that that's that that's a marine biologist territory yeah 
I think yeah, we, yeah. You know, we can be yeah. there. We, we could, but normally sure. you see yeah. marine biologists. Yeah. 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 I, I, we talked to one tech, gosh, it's been a year, while. two years yeah. since we yeah. talked to her. And, and she was kind of a rare thing here in the States to, to have a technician that worked with, with marine life. Yeah. So it, it may just be that that's not a, yeah. that's a very small it's profession. Very niche. Yeah. 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 And the only yeah. reason why I'm going to St. Thomas to Coral World on March 1st is because I am going with the veterinarian that worked at the Puerto Rico Zoo for years. Um. So he worked with uh, marine mammals, um, conservation, large exotic animals. So we have that spectacular resource at my, mm -hmm. at my program and we're going with him because he can teach us. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's be great. Awesome. So that's, that's why, and that's why I, I want the opportunity for my vets yeah. to know yeah. you can work here. This is oh, absolutely. also yeah. your territory. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. and then just the variety of it, of, of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's a once yeah. in a lifetime opportunity, if nothing else to go be yeah. able to yes. do that. Like that's yes. so cool. So I would love to. I'll send pictures. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. Why don't we take a little break here? We'll pay some bills and then we'll be back after the break. The Vet Tech Cafe is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line and it's not self help. It's professional therapy done securely online that's more affordable than traditional in-person therapy and financial aid is available. Caffeinators receive 10% off the first month using BetterHelp.com slash VetTechCafe. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, to join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. Don't take our word for it. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily at betterhelp.com reviews. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash reviews. If you want to take charge of your mental health, visit betterhelp.com slash vettechcafe and get started today and get 10% off your first month. Be well, caffeinators. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Vet Tech Cafe, the cafe that has now got cokey frogs chirping in the background. <laughs> yes. You're not going to find that with, with every other cafe here in the mm -hmm. States. Are, are those unique to Puerto Rico? I don't think so. You don't think so? No, I heard that they are. They, they can sometimes be heard. They can sometimes be heard in Hawaii. Gotta oh, okay. Check that. I okay. I have, I have to check that. Well, we'll we'll have to look that up. <laughs> I, um, I so, think I definitely heard them there, but I wasn't sure. What oh they yeah, were. you've been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Awesome. Anyways, uh, so Rochelle, we just had our ad for better help, and one of the things we always like to ask out of the break is, how do you manage your own mental health? How do you get away from veterinary medicine if you? prefer to get away from veterinary medicine because we've we've had some people say that i don't want to get away from it i want to <laughs> i want to be involved i want to be invested all the time um so how do you manage your own mental health so um in my case i did not have mentioned but um i work 150 no 75 miles away from my home i commute oh, wow. two hours every day to get wow. there and two hours to get back that wow. is 40 hours a week that's a part-time yeah so when it comes to mental health you really have to you know, step up. So what yeah. I do is I just enjoy those two hours. Like they were, that's my time. I enjoy listening to music. Um, that car ride is my space. 
Mm -hmm. I have a seven-year-old boy um, that wants to listen to his own music. So in those two hours, he's not there. So I'm able to listen <laughs> yeah. whatever I want. So music is something very impactful for me. It gives me, it's just, it's my thing. And that car ride gives me that. So that's why I've been able to do this commuting two hours every day for the yeah. past five years. I, I have found that, you know, Jeff, I've talked about when I worked 312s and, and mm -hmm. those were very long days for me, but my drive home was an hour. And that hour drive home just gave me time to like decompress. And when I got home, I was somewhat more normal. Robin may tell you otherwise, but <laughs> for the most part, by the time I got home, all of that stress that I left that, that practice, it was almost all, all gone by the time I got home. So yeah, car rides are, are good um, sure. to kind of get you out of that headspace. That's great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and just thinking about, you know, you said you started in 2010. So how has the field changed uh, in Puerto Rico during your time during your time as a technician? I realize you you said it started with one program and now there's six. So other than that, how how have things changed where you're where you're working? I mean, definitely that the academia changed the yeah. game in Puerto Rico because it not only represented those um, future graduates, but now I have more more work opportunities. I can be yeah. a program director. I can be a faculty member. There's a cat. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have other opportunities. I'm going to travel, you know, and, and uh, I, I have other opportun work opportunities that, that maybe at, at some point when I graduated, I didn't think would be possible, especially in Puerto Rico. Many yeah. of my colleagues um, live in the U.S., main island, because they don't find opportunities here in Puerto Rico. So, yeah, I second that. So um, <laughs> that investment in the in the in the academia represented more job opportunities for us uh, away from the clinic. Yeah, you know, it's, it's part of the, a huge reason we we do this podcast is to talk about all of the unique, really cool things, frankly, that veterinary technicians can do. That it's not just working in a clinic, and and you know, certainly for some people, it's it's their path to work in the same clinic their entire career and, and that works for them. For some people, they, they kind of need, you know, you, you kind of have to look around, but I think for a lot of people, maybe after a few years, that's kind of run its course and you don't really understand or, or realize what other unique opportunities are out there as a veterinary technician. So I'm curious now that you've been doing this for a couple of years, you know, some of your past students, you know, maybe name some of the, the cool things if they've, you know, kind of talked to you after the fact that they might be doing that's not in a veterinary clinic. You know, any of those, you, you mentioned, you know, some of the things vet techs can do, like investigative work and different things, but I'm curious, you know, any of your graduates, uh, any other cool things that they've mentioned that they're doing? So I know my graduates have been getting a lot of awards, scholarships. Um, they, I have one of them that won one of the diversity award, okay. and she's going to be traveling with expenses paid um, to California, actually. Is it California? Okay. The WFC. Okay. WV, uh, the Western Veterinary Conference? That one, yes. Yeah, that that's, it's in Vegas, yeah. Vegas, yeah. yeah. Vegas right. So she's going uh, She's going to be there, um, I think it's this weekend. Yes, I'm very sure. soon, Next yeah. yeah. I have students that have completed their bachelor's degree. They're working in clinics. Um, they are offering courses in my program so they can back. Yeah, um, oh, that's great. They're giving, they're giving back. I have three alumni that are working for me now. So five years have, have been intense that... Uh, it took me four years to graduate my first bachelor's degree group. So that first group sure. gave me three um, amazing graduates that are giving back. 
to the awesome. to the to their alma mater. The rest, it's been a small class, um, so I don't have many outcomes yet. Sure. My program was accredited in twenty twenty. Okay. 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 So it's kind of a new program yet. So yeah. we're definitely looking forward to document all those outcomes because I'm going to see CVTA very soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, the more again, Dave and I have talked in many different episodes just on the education side. Certainly, there's the curriculum you have to follow and teach the students all of the things that they need to know: anatomy, physiology, medications, all of that. But there's also navigating the profession and all of the like really, really cool things that you, you can actually do. And especially with, with your program being associates and bachelors, I mean, you talked about marketing, you talked about a lot of different things that's way outside of a clinic setting that, and I think it's really, really important for people when they are students to hear that those things exist, because I think for a lot of people, the, cl- the clinic is not the end game. That's not where they want to spend 20 or 30 mm-hmm. years. And, and to know that there's a corporate life or there's research opportunities or government opportunities or what have you, like, I feel like that's a really, really, really important thing that when I was in school was not really talked about. Me neither. I learned it, I guess, the hard way. Um, yeah. So I teach them by example. Yeah. Right? And, and, and not only what they can do, they can. They also learn that there are no excuses because I have a lot of reasons to not to get to work every day. I have two <laughs> hours away. Yeah. So you don't tell me that the that the farm is too far away for you or something like right. that. You know, it's never too far. It's never too complicated. You can do it. Right. Right. So you know, I think we've we've talked a little bit about this already with the the legislative challenges you have. I'm curious from your perspective. Do you feel like the AVMA and NAFTA and their oversight or their assistance or their guidance to, to Puerto Rico is, is adequate or is it, is, have they been really, really helpful with these, some of these challenges? Would you like to see more? I'm just curious from like the, the governmental aspect of things. We, we've talked about this in previous episodes. Do you, do you feel like Puerto Rico is, is adequately represented? I think it is not, but I think it is not because others have not done their job we mm. have not done our job we cannot expect people to do things that we are supposed to do we have to organize we have to have a voice we have to have our demands and yeah. then we can integrate the rest of the bodies that can help that can help us in this case i have to say nafta was searching out for me or for us for puerto ricans it came the other way that's how i got connected with nafta nafta was looking for someone in puerto rico to have, to have right. a voice to have a connection and eventually no, we're here today and I hope that we get out that association running. So I, I am thankful for all of the, um, the things that AVMA and NAFTA have done for us, but it's not their responsibility. It is our responsibility. And we know that we're very clear. And again, it's day one for us, but it's first day. And then yeah, the hey. second will come, the third will come. Yes. You have we'll to start there. somewhere. Yeah. Jer- mm-hmm. Journey doesn't start without that first step. Right. Yep. Right. That's where we are. One question I, I do have, you said you said that um, you're you're going to be getting a vet school soon, right, on, on the island. So where do your vets come from? Are they vets that go to school in the States and then come to Puerto Rico, or how, do, how does that work? Yes, so um, my program has four licensed veterinarians. Okay. Um, one, two of them are from Kansas State University. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of them studied in UNAM, which is Mexico. Which okay. One of them, I think, is accredited, and the other one, Tuskegee. 
Okay. Oh, okay. Our dean of uh, the School of Veterinary Medicine, which is Dr. Negron, she's um, from Ross University. Oh, okay. Yeah. And how how are, you know, we, we talk a lot about this, um, about the relationship between vets and technicians. How is that relationship between vets and technicians in, in Puerto Rico? Like, is it good? Is it supportive? Or does it have work to do? I think it's gotten better over the years from what mm-hmm. I got when I graduated until today. Um, I have a lot of vets in my program, and I think that speaks a lot about yeah. my... Yeah, yeah I, I was, when you yeah. said you have four vets, I was like, wow, that's that's impressive. Yes, yeah. and they are, they, they, they've been with me five, the whole five years and before I came. So that's they're great. really invested in, in, in the profession. The Puerto Rico Veterinary Medical Association gives us our CE. So, oh, so okay. those are our licenses because we don't have an organization. We can't bring our CEs. So, sure. so that right. association collaborates many times a year to bring us uh, fabulous CE uh, opportunities. Um, so um, I have to be very thankful with yeah. the veterinary medical community yeah. because they have taken us into consideration and they have, they have changed for Great. the better. Mm-hmm. I think we have a good relationship and I hope that that can just get stronger yeah. in the moment that we have, that we get organized and we start doing our thing for sure that's really good to hear because there's a lot that we can do and frankly we need to do as veterinary technicians on our own but there's a lot of things too that we really need the help of veterinarians we really need the support of veterinarians and, and and frankly need them to want us to be our own entity and, and self-supporting but we we kind of need some help in some areas especially the legislative side so to hear that you do have at least that kind of relationship and support and, and that especially, you know, veterinarians may be working in clinics if they see the value of credential technicians and the education that you are providing yes. them and all that. And again, like you said, that, that takes time, that takes time to kind of build that reputation up and, and what have you, but it's good to hear that there's, it's changed for the positive in a short period of time. And hopefully that continues. Cause I, I, mm-hmm. I think that's, it's, it's needed, frankly. Yeah. You know, as we we're we're taking up your your evening and and uh, <laughs> I know you've probably had a long drive home. Is there anything that we have not touched on today that you want to get out to our caffeinators? I don't know. I think we um, we have um, really dedicated time to my um, my community, yeah. of technicians, and I think that the whole purpose of me being here is being a voice to for others. Yeah. So that that adds up to my whole point of. of being here and and being the technician of the year because yes absolutely it's been a lot of praise my institution went crazy over it <laughs> I, my face was everywhere i was in the local news the veterinary medical association posted reposted what napa posted so i was every the president of the university sent me a letter wow so i was so All happy right. this has been amazing but again i'm glad that, that happened to me but i think that, that the fact that puerto rico was there in that in that post is, is something yeah. that i'm very happy about because i think i sent a very strong message to my people and I think that is uh, the ultimate ultimate award, because yeah. as you now know, I we needed this. Yeah, we yeah. needed this. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And and again, hopefully, it's just another part of. I don't know. Maybe it helps with the, like gain a little bit of credibility when you're you know going trying to get the legislative changes or like you know maybe it's a small piece of the puzzle that just helps keep moving things along and and 
that that would be yeah that's that's fantastic so uh, huge huge congratulations yeah. from yeah. from <laughs> us at the vet tech cafe that's that's amazing is there anybody else that you think or that that you know or a topic that you would like us to see either discuss on a future episode of the vet tech cafe or a person you would like us to see interview wow um <laughs> She told me not to say her name. <laughs> say it anyways. <laughs> but I'm going to say it anyways. Because um, she's maybe a little bit afraid of her English. I understand her English. I think it's pretty good. But uh, she's my colleague. She is the program director for the same program, but in Urago. Her name is Cristal Dominguez. Okay. Um, she is the person that wakes up and has a million texts from me. From me. Um, she supports the journey. So I think... Part of my success, I owe it to her because she adds a lot of value um, to my day-to-day, to my profession. So I think she has a lot of things to, to add, too. If she can maybe, if she doesn't want to, maybe she can then suggest someone. Yeah. Uh, she, doesn't, she doesn't know this, but I look up to her a lot. So um, I think she will be a great person to interview in the future. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. All right, Rochelle, now it's time for your Vet Tech Cafe Would You Rather question. Are you ready for it? No. Oh. <laughs> so we've been we've been having people pick a number, one, two, or three, and I have three would you rather questions all lined up for you. Which one do you want? Um I have to pick a number, right? Yeah. Um <laughs> sometimes they're a little off the wall. Yeah. Two? Two. Oh, I was hoping you were gonna pick this one. <laughs> Oh my God. All right. Would you rather your feet and arms switch places or you relive your most embarrassing moment? Um, I have no shame. I will relive, I will relive my <laughs> most embarrassing No, And then Cristal Dominguez can tell you. I have no, I have no filter. I don't care. So that was an easy question for me. Well, because you don't I care. I embarrass now. myself every day. <laughs> well, because you don't know, now we have to know what it is. Um, I, there, I think every day, my, my life itself, <laughs> every day, I don't think, I don't think we can think of something that uh, I, I really, I really am trying to think I don't have. That you're most, that you're most embarrassed? I, I'm not, I'm, I don't know how that feels. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, but it. I really, I, I, I can't think of something. I've crossed so it. many lines. <laughs> Just own all your moments. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Rochelle, thank you so much for taking some time out to, to come by and talk to us. I, I think this was a fascinating discussion, really eye-opening for me about not just obviously the vet tech of the year for, for NAVTA, but just technician life in Puerto Rico. And it sounds like it's come a long way in, in a relatively short period of time and sounds like it's got some great momentum. Um, we will definitely put you in contact if you don't mind um, with a couple of people that we know that have started vet tech associations recently in the U S and, and yeah, they can absolutely. maybe at least give you some pointers or some things to think about or, or what have you. Cause I'm sure the legislature part of it would be a yeah. little bit different, but I mean, just yeah. the, yeah. just the groundwork of what you need to do absolutely. I think is important. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. uh, cause I, like you said earlier, I think that's probably, a, it's a big step, but it's probably like the next big step that needs to happen in, in terms of, you know, licensing and, and all of that. So mm-hmm. um, best of luck with that uh, in the, hopefully in the near future. And when that happens, cause I'm not going to say if that happens, when that happens in the future, we would love to talk about that in the process and yeah. what that means and what's changed, you know, cause that's, as you said earlier, take one step and then the dominoes just start falling and, and you're 
gain some momentum. So thank you very Absolutely. much for your time to, uh, to talk to us about all of this. Um, we really, really, really do appreciate it. And congratulations on the award. <laughs> thank you so much to both of you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, caffeinators, you guys take care. We will talk to you again soon. Bye, guys. Hello, caffeinators. We wanted to thank Dog Days Consulting for managing our social media and helping with the interior design here at the Vet Tech Cafe. They don't just do social media. They can help you identify your brand through brand coaching. The founder is a CVPM with 15 years experience in veterinary practice management. They are a small business proudly serving the veterinary community, and we are thrilled to be working with them. Check them out at www.dogdaysconsulting.com. Hey, caffeinators. We would like to thank you for listening to the Vet Tech Cafe podcast today. As everybody is well aware by now, we often talk about difficult issues that face our profession. In addition, we chat with colleagues and leaders in our field who have strong opinions of these issues. Those opinions expressed by either Dave or Jeff as the hosts, or those opinions expressed by our guests, are their opinions alone and do not represent any other person, business, institution, or any other entity inside or outside of the scope of veterinary medicine. If you have any questions relating to this, please email us at vettechcafe at gmail.com or visit our website, www.vettechcafe.com. Lastly, whatever platform you utilize to hear our dulcet tones, please rate and review our podcast and like and follow our Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn pages as well to see what we're up to. From all of us at the Vet Tech Cafe, have yourself a great day. Thank you.